We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek here, guys, back for another episode. Don't worry, guys, football season is almost back. We are getting closer and closer with each passing day. And so we thought, in lieu of football season getting closer, we wanted to talk about three positions that we believe are underrated, right? And so, Derek, how I kind of think underrated. You know, there's a lot of positions that when you think of the Indianapolis Colts and their offseason, right, a lot happened at a lot of different positions. Some people are talking about a lot of these other positions a lot. And we feel like these three positions in particular are either not being talked about, and if they are being talked about, they're not really given be, being given the proper credit that we feel like they deserve. So, you know, you could say underappreciated or underrated, however you want to phrase it. But regardless, we have three positions that we think stand out. And uh, I wanted to give just an honorable mention as well, because um, I don't feel like we talk about it enough to just the special teams. I know that's not necessarily just a position, but a unit in general, uh, the special teams unit is always on par for the Colts, always just absolutely fantastic just wanted to give a special shout out to them but with the first position that we have here Derek it is the quarterback position and this position has been under a microscope as it is you know in the NFL uh, the Colts did a lot this offseason to change the quarterback position who was in there compared to last year to this year it's completely different right Colts added two veteran quarterbacks in Nick Foles and Matt Ryan talk to me about why you believe though the quarterback position, it makes our list here. Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at it, you've still seen a lot of fans, especially on social media, calling how they say that they don't really think Matt Ryan has a lot to really offer when it comes to uh, being an NFL quarterback, and especially for the Colts for several years. You know, I think a lot of people that really understand football and really uh, have taken the time to understand the situation that Matt Ryan has been in over the last few years and to still put up relative numbers uh, despite what he's going through, you you look at it and you say, this is still a position that the Colts are going to have to look at long-term, but in the short-term solution of things, I think Matt Ryan is really a player that a, not a lot of people are giving credit where credit is due. And I think at this point, you have some people who are saying that we kind of are at the point where we pump him up so much to the point they're saying, let's just 
pump on the brakes now. I'm not as confident as I once was when the first the hire came out because you know we're hearing all these people saying, "Oh, the Colts can win." you know, 11, 12 games with this guy, at quarterback. I even see so many people saying 13, 14 wins. I don't know how in the world that people think that the Colts are going to win 13, 14 games. Now, if they did, it would make me a very happy Colts fan. Okay. But at the end of the day, I still don't think we're going to quite win 13, 14 games. It's pretty hard to do. Even in the NFL nowadays, kind of hard to do that, but I could still easily see 11, 12 wins if the Colts play their cards right. And, you know, having that kind of quarterback in Matt Ryan and, you know, hearing uh, Kylan Granson talk about, you know, Matt Ryan and somewhat of Nick Foles as well, being in the locker room, being on the field, those guys with that veteran uh, experience is exactly what this team needs to be able to drive them forward and keep them going in the midst of a long season. Granson mentioned that, you know, when they get, when it gets tough towards the end of the season and you start getting complacent, having guys like Matt Ryan to rem- constantly remind you that you can't stop is a great thing to have for this team. And I think that's a, that's a part of Matt Ryan that I think a lot of people are just forgetting. They're, they always talk about the play, but they don't always talk about what the guy is like in the locker room and on the field at the end of the season when it matters. And I think that's what makes it more of an underrated or underappreciated value for the position is because Matt Ryan's going to be able to keep you afloat a lot more than what Carson Wentz and some other quarterbacks before him were able to do. Kind of in my experience, I don't really feel like it's been Colts fans so much that have underappreciated, undervalued Matt Ryan. I feel like it's been everybody else, right? It's been other fans who have looked at it and been, you know, they've looked at just the surface, right? They looked at last year, they looked at his age, and they said Matt Ryan's washed up. He's not what he used to be. You know, you know, you even see it in the in the stats and all that stuff. And as I've said many times, and I'm sure you have as well, Derek. Stats can be very misleading at times. While they are valuable, they can be very misleading at times. And so um, to get a quarterback like Matt Ryan, um, who still has a good couple of years at least left in him, um, just from that, yeah, like you mentioned, the things that he does obviously on the field, but also off the field, in the locker room, those things, those cannot be undervalued. And I think the Colts realize that, and Colts fans are realizing that. Um, but still, we don't talk about you know what an upgrade, honestly, Matt Ryan is going to be you know, not just on the field, but even off the field in the locker room. So I totally agree with you. Same goes with Nick Foles as well. Just adding more veteran leadership in there, you know, adding another guy that's been there, done that. Um, I always, that's why I always was okay with the move when the Colts signed him. I know a lot of people were like, just give the job to Sam Ellinger. But I was like, Hey, I would rather have a guy while he's maybe not as great. He's a backup for a reason. Uh, he gives you a little bit more confidence that, you know, if he has to go lead the team, he can do so. Cause he's done it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Nick Foles being your backup and just being one of those guys in the backup role. I know everyone always gives crap to Nick Foles for, you know, being a starter. But I mean, in retrospect, I mean, what he's widely renowned as is a career backup. And when he's in that role and he specifically is requested to be in that role, to be the guy that comes in at a certain point to try and save the day, he has performed in that role very well. And that's why at this point, that's where he fits best is not to rely to be the starter for 17 games, but maybe be that starter for two or three games down a key stretch that you need. You feel more confident in his ability to do that versus going all the way through a whole season. 
Yeah, absolutely. So that's the first position we have, guys, the quarterback position. We have another position on the offense we want to talk about, and that is the wide receiver position. I mean, I feel like the wide receiver position has just been so scrutinized the last couple of years, and I think rightfully so in some ways. It is very much underachieved besides a few guys here and there. you know. But I think a lot of people look at this wide receiver group, and they honestly think it's one of the bottom wide receiver groups in the league. I think there's still a lot of people who do think that. Uh, I'm not there, Derek. I just think there's a lot of unprovenness right now with these young wide receivers, which is why I'm not opposed to bringing back a T.Y. Hilton, you know, for a season. Um, you know, if that unprovenness turns out to be these guys just aren't ready. But I think it's still underappreciated because when you look at the amount of talent that's on this wide receiver group, there's still a lot, right? You added a really talented wide receiver in the draft in Alec Pierce. You have a very talented wide receiver in Paris Campbell. I liked what Ashton Doolin did last year. If he's there as your number four wide receiver, I think that's a great number four option. Um, and then you have young guys who have shown some things. You know, they haven't shown a lot yet, but they've shown flashes. So all that to say, I feel like wide receiver is very underrated, underappreciated. Uh, could it use some tweaks? Potentially. We'll see. We'll see what happens to some of these young guys. But I think some people are maybe undervaluing or underappreciating the amount of talent that Chris Ballard has in this room and the Colts do have in this room because of kind of what we saw last year in certain ways. And, and some people think it was all the wide receivers. When in fact, I think it was a little bit of both, wide receiver and quarterback. What are your thoughts on the wide receivers? Yeah, it's no doubt when you ask the majority of not just Colts fans, but fans of football in general, you know, they don't have a very high opinion of this wide receiver room for Indianapolis. You know, Michael Pittman's just now coming into uh, the frame of everything. And obviously, you know, people like to talk so much about numbers and that's the problem is it's always numbers. And especially with, you know, the way fantasy football goes into football nowadays, it, it, it misconstrues the way people look at certain players. And that's the problem with it is it's always just about stats and not always about the productivity that you get from a multiple, a multitude of different ways for that position. And, you know, especially now with, like you said, Ballard trying to acquire talent. And that's the issue here is we just have a lot of unprovenness in this position. And that's why people have this as such a low rated group. But you look at what Michael Pittman is able to do just last season, 88 receptions for 1,100 yards and six touchdowns. That's a good season for a guy like that. And you hope that he can continue to improve based on the quarterback that he has now. And you look at uh, Alec Pierce, who we just drafted. You hope that everyone always kind of fell into the same idea of what he is is that he's a vertical threat and that's all he is like nobody wants to look at the potential of a guy that's six foot three 210 pounds that can jump 40 inches and can run a four three vertical uh four three uh 40 time you know like there is just people that want to look at what the national media or a few people are saying and say that's the only thing this guy's good at because of what we saw in college and we have to look beyond that and Obviously, Paris Campbell being injured, everyone's kind of riding him off. You hope that he can come back and provide you some more stuff. And, you know, not to mention Naheem Hines is most likely going to be in the receiving game a lot more this year as well. You know, as a running back, I get it. But, like, from the receiving game specifically, adding a Naheem Hines element to that is going to not only help uh, Matt Ryan, but it's also going to help the wide receivers. You know, you're going to have some of those linebackers that are now like wanting to keep up a little more, you know, because 
Now you have linebackers that are always looking at Naheem Hines, and you have corners that are maybe maybe you get some of those corners that have aggressive tendencies that like to stay up because they see Naheem Hines coming out of the backfield, and they're looking to try to pounce on that opportunity to hit him in the flat and drop him for a negative play. That allows some of these wide receivers who are running these short routes to get more open because that split second of hesitancy from corners is what Matt Ryan needs to be able to hit his receivers on those out routes and all those flats and other things like that. So what it provides you is this group has a lot of athletic ability and I think it's it's a very underrated group because people are just not talking about it because they think it's just going to be another haphazard year where a Matt Ryan's going to connect to Pittman for like 1200 yards. And it's probably going to give like a couple other guys, like, you know, 500 something yards. Cause they just don't see it as going any higher. But I think that this group has a lot more to offer athletically than what people are willing to admit. Yep. It's a position that's constantly wrote off. Like you talked about, but I think there's some potential upside for some of these guys. And I'm excited to see, you know, do some of these guys potentially break out this year. So, all right, that's the second position we have guys. We want to flip it over for the last position that we have on our list. Let's talk about the linebacker position because we know all the time about defensive line. We talk about it all the time. Everybody talks about it, you know, with all the guys the Colts have on that line to force Buckner, Yannick Ngakwe, Quiddy Pay. Iowa Dangbo, go on. The list goes on and on. Uh, you talk about corner with Stephon Gilmore, Isaiah Rogers, Julian Blackman, Nick Cross, Rodney McLeod, all those guys. But we don't really talk about linebacker. You know, it's the one position group, Derek, that really did not go through any any major changes this offseason on that defense. Um, you know, you still have your two starters, you still have your key backups. The only guy you really lost was Matthew Adams, who was a special teams guy at best. Um, you still do have, you know, two quality backups. You feel like in, you know, Zaire Franklin and EJ Speed. So nobody talks about this linebacker room. But I think last year, Derek, it was one of the better units in the league, and quietly nobody talked about it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it was funny because PFF just are actually the executives of the NFL were asked to rank every position and talk about the ten best players at every position. And based off executives in the NFL, Darius Leonard was ranked number one, the best linebacker in the NFL based off of the executives of the NFL. The guys that get paid to watch and scout and understand this game said Darius Leonard is number one. And we continue to keep talking about him. Obviously, Darius Leonard, everyone knows the maniac, right? You always got to know where the maniac is because he's a, a turnover waiting to happen, right? But then we keep, we don't always talk about this backup group. And even amongst Colts fans, after what we saw last off se- or last season, are still saying this group is just not up to par. And I just still don't understand it. Okereke just led the team in tackles last year. And we're talking about him like as if he's not even like, like he's not anything. Like he's not really that good. Like he led the team in tackles. Like that has been a Darius Leonard thing all his early career and Okereke just did that for him. Like if that doesn't prove to you where this linebacker core is for Indianapolis right off the bat, I don't know what to tell you. And then the two backups that we have right behind them, Zaire Franklin and EJ speed, they had to go to Arizona and had to play against one of the most electrifying quarterbacks in the NFL in Kyler Murray. You had to find a way to contain him while also holding this uh, that Arizona offense down. 
and they did it by themselves. They did it with no with no help. Like that that defense was was stripped of that game. Okay, obviously they didn't have DeAndre Hopkins, their best weapon, but that has nothing to do with the linebackers. They went out there and they had to be leaders. They had to go out there and lead the defense to be able to slow down Kyler Murray. And besides one big play by Kyler Murray in the second quarter, there he, he did nothing the rest of the game. We were able to win that game because our defense was able to hold them to only 13 points. You know, so like that's a that's an amazing accomplishment. And it's one that keeps getting overlooked. I don't understand why it keeps getting overlooked. EJ Speed and Zaire Franklin, who we said in that game, I think you and I had more confidence than most people in their ability to uh, play the uh, the game that week. I think most people even now are still trying to write it off as like as if it was nothing. You can't overlook something like that. You really can't. I really think that this backup unit for the Colts is just as capable of doing it as some other units in the NFL. I really think they do. They need more time. They need more experience. And with this cover three uh, defense that they're running, they might have to do more three linebacker sets. So we might see more of Zaire Franklin. We might see more of EJ Speed, just depending on the kind of defense they're running. But, I mean, outside of Darius Leonard, for some reason, even in his own fan base, it keeps getting talked about like it's average at best. Like, I really think it's better than that. O'Kara Kay is a really good linebacker. Is he elite yet? No, of course he's not. But I still think he's a, a good to really good linebacker when he when he can be. And these backups, I think Zaire and EJ Speed are definitely formidable backups. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think it speaks volumes to the Colts' lack of attention to this group, right? As much as fans want to clamor and say that, oh, this group was terrible last year, the backups were terrible last year, or whatever it is, the Colts felt confident in these guys. It was very obvious that they felt confident in these guys because, like I mentioned, they did not add a single impact notable player at their linebacker position. They added a few potential undrafted free agents, but other than that, they didn't touch it, Derek. The only position they did not touch. So I think I'm going to go ahead and trust the guys that are in charge and the coaches, what the coaches said, you know, and, and what the GM saw and what everybody saw, you know, what the scouts saw, all that stuff. And I'm going to trust them that they believe this unit is is fully capable of of doing that. You know, the two starters, obviously, but also the, the backups, like you mentioned, I believe they're fully capable and I believe the sky's the limit with this group. I really think they still have, uh, you know, potential to get better. I think Okarake can even get better. I think Leonard yes. can even get better when he comes back from that injury. So all that to say, I feel like the linebacker position, nobody really talks about it, like I mentioned, because they talk about every other position because it just hadn't been addressed. But I think it's quietly one of the better units in the league from top to bottom. But if let EJ us know, guys, Speed, what your thoughts are. I would say this. If EJ Speed were given the opportunity to start in another, in another unit, obviously this Colts linebacker unit, it's, in my opinion, a top five linebacker unit in the NFL right now. If you put him on a different unit, on a on a below average unit for the uh for the rest of the NFL, you gave EJ Speed a chance to start, guaranteed he becomes a starter on one of the bottom tier teams in the NFL. It's not even I I, I would put money on it. I put easy money on it. EJ Speed is that good that he could dominate on most other linebacker rooms in the NFL. And I honestly think at some point, that's why EJ Speed, I think, is at one point going to probably end up going to another team to really compete for another spot because I don't think he's going to get to be good enough to be 
Darius Leonard or Bobby Okereke, but I think at some point he's going to want to make a name for himself because I think he's showing in the limited times he gets there, almost every time he's out on the field, he's making tackles. I mean, this guy is fast. He's long. He's just not your prototypical linebacker. And I think he has so much talent. We just don't get to see it because of how much talent is already on this unit. So I think at some point, EJ Speed's probably going to want to go somewhere to be a linebacker somewhere else. And I think there's a lot of teams that he could start for realistically right now. Selfishly, I hope not. I hope he doesn't. Yeah, but, right. You know, right. Could, could it be kind of like a George Odom situation where he, he feels like, hey, I have put in my time. You know, I've played well and I've been given the opportunity. Now I want an opportunity elsewhere. And the Colts respect that, you know. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But as it stands right now, guys, those are our three positions that we feel like are underrated or underappreciated. Let us know, guys, your thoughts on these three units. And do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Is there another unit potentially that you would put on this list? Let us know all those things in the comments below. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.